Hey everyone, and welcome to another Hyperspace Broadcast mini-sode, an episode where instead of discussing something that aired on Toonami, we discuss something Toonami-adjacent. I'm Michael Doak. I'm Peter Eby. And this week we're talking about the 2012 direct-to-video movie Justice League Doom. Uh, this is a movie that is loosely based on the Tower of Babel storyline in the JLA comic. It was adapted for the screen by Dwayne McDuffie and directed by Lauren Montgomery. And basically the premise is that uh, Vandal Savage, a long-lived supervillain, has contracted another supervillain to steal Batman's plans to kind of deal with all of the members of the Justice League in case they go rogue or something. Uh, and then, you know, there is another plan behind that, but basically it's the Justice League getting their asses kicked by various appropriate villains right. uh and then batman trying to figure out how his plans got stolen etc it's an interesting premise too um you know i i like the idea that batman has collected all of their weaknesses just in case as kind of a contingency plan although <laughs> some of their weaknesses seem a little vague like yeah a little bit <laughs> you know well i mean yeah, obviously kryptonite, you know, for Superman, but we go into some of the other ones and it's like I guess the Flash is weak to well the Flash is basically weak to like having a speed scenario, which makes sense if yeah, you've got right. a bomb strapped to you. Yeah, a bomb not <laughs> just gonna... strapped to him but literally bolted into his wrist. Right. Uh... <laughs> that one makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'd say that a lot of them, like Martian Manhunters make sense. Basically, he's weak to fire, and in a somewhat crazy scenario, uh, his <laughs> villain is his brother, whose name I can't pronounce, and I'm not familiar with the character at all, so I'm not going to bother trying. But, like, he he is drugged with this thing that makes it so that he sweats magnesium, so yeah. if someone was to pour water on him to put out a fire, it would just catch on fire more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and and the way that he's duped into taking this, you know, magnesium poison, I guess, is that a sexy lady uh, <laughs> sends him a drink during his birthday while he's in his, you know, civilian guise of John Jones. Uh, and then it turns out that the sexy lady is actually his brother <laughs> uh, himself in disguise, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, so he catches on fire. Um, Green Lanterns is quite weird, actually, because yeah. it's like it it involves him. I, I don't even know how to explain it, really. Like he goes into a cave and there's a hostage situation and then like the the this woman this hostage gets killed presumably and he sort of loses his will to fight because among other things he looks like his like ex-girlfriend who's now star sapphire who he oh, failed yeah. in the past at some point so he just kind of gives up uh and then yeah <laughs> that, that, that one's one a little weird a little a little more trouble buying you know uh, wonder woman also is like what is her villain her villain is cheetara is that no her name? it's just cheetah i believe oh cheetah uh, yeah <laughs> getting it mixed with thundercat <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i refer to this villain as catra in my notes because you nice. know, why not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah cheetah um who's just like a cat woman 
she attacks her with not like Catwoman though. <laughs> no, no, a different. You know she, I mean. She's literally a cat person, uh, yeah. a cheetah person specifically, as the name indicates. Yeah, yeah, like the cheetah men, and so she she attacks and um, like attacks her with some kind of nano machines that like cause her to hallucinate and think that everyone attacking her is cheetah and or there's just like a everyone around clones. her so she just yeah. kind of starts beating up on random people <laughs> and yeah the idea being that eventually i guess she cannot back down in a fight no matter what because eventually <laughs> they're banking on her eventually having a brain aneurysm from stress <laughs> <laughs> yeah right which i think the, the, na- the microbes or nanites or whatever the fuck accelerates but it's still like another <laughs> one that wild. comes across as pretty weird the thing that's weirdest to me about the green lantern one to be honest is eventually it's like you know it, it's indicated why this worked which is that he was dosed with a version of scarecrow's fear venom so oh, yeah you know and fear is the enemy of will and will is where green lanterns get their power so yeah, uh, okay. He, so that's why he so kind of breaks of that stuff down. I didn't, because I don't know the characters that well, I didn't pick up on, and it's just yeah, like right. This feel, especially with him, is like this. This feels like it's got some backstory to it that I am not getting. <laughs> A little bit, yes. His is quite strange if you're not familiar with the characters, and even I like, and you know, I'm no authority on comics, as I think I've said in the past, but I'll reiterate it here. I'm no authority yeah. on comics, but even still, like. Up until the point where Batman's like, no, you were dosed with this toxin and, uh, you know, fear is the enemy of will, etc. That was the point where I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I kind right. of wish that it had been a much dumber plan where Batman just lured him into it. Well, not Batman, but, you know, Star Sapphire in this case, just lured him into a cave with like a paint bomb that just painted the entire room yellow so he couldn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, just attack him with the color yellow. Yeah, because technically speaking, that is Green Lantern's weakness also, is that yeah. the ring can't affect yellow things. Um, but, you know, that's also completely silly. <laughs> so maybe it didn't fit too well. I, I will yeah. mention that I think that, like, Green Lanterns in particular is one that what differentiates from the Tower of Babel uh, solution. I believe because the Tower of Babel solution involved his power ring blinding him due to post-hypnotic suggestion and the <laughs> ring being placed on him while he was asleep. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I would say that uh, this thing of, you know, secretly dosing him with a fear venom and putting him in a situation that reminded him of past failures is a better, a better plan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> One that works, well, does not feel quite as goofy. <laughs> The, the the contingency plan that I guess the villains had to make up on the fly for Batman, <laughs> Bane being the operative Batman villain in this, uh, is to exhume Batman's parents from their graves and then, which I guess Bane knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, Bane does know that Bruce Wayne is Batman in some okay. continuities, so. Yeah. So they exhume, they exhume their corpses and Batman's like, where the fuck are they? What the hell? And then Bane lures him to a location and then like basically kicks him into a uh <laughs> into like a shallow grave he buries him alive with his corpses of his parents or the you know yeah, skeletal right, remains right right and then leaves like a tape recorder down there just to taunt batman to be like ah, you're gonna die down here <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what 
yeah, just kill also, him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also worth noting that of course Break because, is back again. <laughs> well, yes, as I was going to say, because Bane is in this, he has to mention, as he always does, <laughs> that he broke Batman's back once. And I know that I've brought this up numerous times before when talking about Batman properties involving Bane, but I I just like to think that Bane, like that's his one story that he tells yeah. people at parties. Absolutely. And everyone's sick of fucking hearing about it. Yeah, we <laughs> like, get it. You broke Batman's yeah, back like, Bane, once. You, have you done anything in the last 10 years? <laughs> I've heard this story a million times. Every Christmas, every Easter, <laughs> every fucking Halloween. Like, get a new story, man. Do something it is, else. It's really funny. Like, when we were watching the uh, TMNT versus Batman thing and Bane showed up, we were basically just, like, counting down the lines until he mentions <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he does <laughs> attempt, to break, funny... a, yeah, he does attempt yeah. to break a turtle's back and hurts himself because they have a shell because they're turtles. Yeah, at least they, they made a good joke out of it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, I just like to think that Bane only has one story and every other villain is tired of hearing about it. Like, the guy yeah. across the hall from him in Arkham is just fucking sick of it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Ba- Batman's, or the plan they had to come up with to beat Batman, because, of course, Batman doesn't have a contingency plan for himself, is not a great plan, honestly. I feel like they've tied up Batman. You know, villains have tied up Batman in the past. Why not just tie him up? It, well, now I'm basically just I'm just playing Seth Green from Austin Powers, where it's just like just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right, right. You of have course, a gun, yeah. kill him. <laughs> but, you know, they have to do something much more devious and yeah, strap and him with their sharks or something. Yeah, and yeah. and also like torture him. It's not you know, right for yeah. Bane. It's not enough to just kill him. You gotta really rub in what a loser he is while you're at it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, break your back again. <laughs> Yeah, he could have broken his back again. Then he wouldn't have been able to punch his way out of that coffin, Kill Bill style. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that that would have actually been a pretty good idea. But I guess Bane didn't think about it. And Bane doesn't want <laughs> Bane wants a new story. He knows. <laughs> right. Exactly. Bane is like, you know what? That's old hat now breaking his back. I'm not into that anymore. Now I'm into you know burying him with his parents corpses. <laughs> I'm going to break his leg. <laughs> I'll do something else this time. Uh, so, yeah, essentially everybody uh, is kind of tied up with various, you know, the superpower, uh, you know, their their weaknesses. They're all tied up with these yeah. planes that exploit their weaknesses. Uh, unfortunately for uh, Vandal Savage and his Injustice League, uh, they did not count on Cyborg existing and Batman apparently having no plan for Cyborg. So Cyborg right. shows up and kind of helps out, uh, and then, you know, everyone's problem gets solved. Uh, Vandal Savage's bigger plans that they have to go stop, and, you know, etc. Not to spoil the whole movie, but there's more to it than just Batman's plans are enacted on people and then they lose. <laughs> like, right. there is a bit more to it than that. Um, so what what did you think about this, Peter? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I had some problems with it, to be honest. Um, you know, just like I, it was. It's like a seventy-seven minute movie. You know, fairly short. To me, that's true. The premise is. I like the premise a whole lot, and I kind of wanted the situation for the Justice League to be more dire. But ultimately, what it is is like, oh. Each uh, Justice League member is tied up fighting their own villain, and they're kind of losing, but it's not that bad. 
uh, you know, and then like I wanted it to be a more desperate scenario. Maybe if the movie was like more feature length or something like that, they could do yeah, something maybe. like that. But where like, uh, you know, maybe phase one of the bad guys plan is like they subdue the Justice League and then some time passes where like the Legion of Doom who are a takeoff, by the way, of the, you know, the, the original Legion of Doom from Super Friends. Like they even have like a yeah, swamp yeah, the, base. The, the swamp base from Super Friends is referenced constantly in yeah. more modern DC stuff. Like, oh, really? Yeah. D- d- fucking the Legion of Doom with the, a base similar to that makes an appearance in um in the like Arrowverse live action stuff. Oh, wow. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a but, really weird thing because if I remember correctly, they mention like they the the heroes start calling the bad guys the Legion of Doom, and they're like, "Why the Legion of Doom? That's silly." And the guy who comes up with it's like, "Oh, it's from this cartoon I watched when I was a kid," which is clearly supposed <laughs> right. to be Super Friends, but also <laughs> like the bad guys have a headquarter or a headquarters modeled after the headquarters from said cartoon. So, you know, so it's one of those yeah. kind of weird, like, wait, Cyclical is this, <laughs> yeah, kind of, <laughs> is this fiction in universe or what, uh, whatever. Yeah, but it's just, you know, part of my problem with the movie is I, I never really felt like, because, like, I thought Batman's plans, you know, having, like, contingency plans based on the weakness of all the super friends, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, but it never felt desperate enough or, like, brutal enough that his plans like could take them out um so it didn't seem like that big of a threat to me when Mm. they're all just kind of being it felt like they're all being distracted more so than being subdued yeah i can kind of see that i mean not that i wanted them to be killed or anything but like it it seems like it could have been a more desperate situation well yeah thrilling to kind of climb out of well and also like there is just as you as we were kind of talking about earlier there seems to be a pretty big divide between superman being shot with a kryptonite bullet that no one can get out because the skin is indestructible but it's poisoning (laughs) him to death and green lantern being sad in a cave like (laughs) and even then like all of them are pretty easily solved once, like, Batman is free and Cyborg is free. Like, Cyborg's just, like, like Wonder Woman's going to fight herself to death. And Cyborg's just like, oh, okay, um, here. And he's like, woo-woo-woo, like, sends out some waves that heal her. Yeah, and right, then, right. And then they're like, oh, Bat or, oh, Superman, um... Oh, I found a kryptonite scalpel. Here you go. And they just cut him open and pull the thing out, and he's fine. Yeah, relatively uh, speaking, they do deal with a lot of the problems pretty quickly. Yeah, and like, you know, fucking Green Lantern just needs a pep talk. Uh, Batman finds a different chemical to douse the <laughs> phosphorus yeah, flames. Yeah, to, 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 to douse what, Martian Manhunter in, yeah, so he's no longer <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, makes me think it's like, it, it was a little, it wasn't super satisfying but it was still entertaining to me i you know and, and you know i i can't armchair direct here i don't know what would have made it better uh yeah in sure, that regard i i can get that though like i yeah. enjoyed this quite a bit the i've watched this quite a few years ago i guess probably like five years ago now mm-hmm. um and enjoyed it quite a bit then i was a bit more like confused by it this time around which is interesting given that i knew where it was going but yeah i I mean again i i hate to keep going back to green lantern but 
the Green Lantern thing is really strange to me and feels inconsequential compared to pretty much anyone else's situation. Well, and when that happened too, I felt like oh, like I'm just not prepared for this. Like I don't have the background knowledge about this character required to understand what's going on. Yeah, and, and, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, right. And even I felt that way. And again, I'm not a comics expert by any stretch but, at but all. But you know the but... DCAU pretty well, and you know Justice League. Yeah, right. Like I, DCAU. I, I would like to think that I have more of an idea generally. Although like, confusingly, I guess this isn't DCAU continuity, right? Yeah, like, no, this is no. Its own thing. This is. I mean, this is pretty common. Really, is that. They make a lot of uh, animated films that aren't really in continuity with anything else. Yeah. Uh, And then a lot of, you know, it's just like comics, really. They're basically constantly rebooting stuff. So, which is cool in some ways. Like, I personally enjoy it a lot because I like seeing different interpretations of characters. Yeah. Uh, To get extremely stupid and big-headed about it, it's kind of like seeing different interpretations of greek myth uh which uh-huh, is sure. you know again kind of silly yeah. given the source material but whatever i'll go but there. i get it you know it's <laughs> oh these are the new gods uh yeah you know yeah that yeah kind of whatever thing. uh not the literal new gods though those being dark side and friends but uh <laughs> sure <laughs> but at the same time there are times when it's kind of like All right, so you're telling me that this movie has uh, Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman and Tim Daly as the voice of Superman, which I had totally forgotten that both of them were in this. And Tim Daly is Superman and Superman, the animated series. But it's not related to either of those properties at all. It's completely (laughs) unrelated. Also, the Superman and Batman designs are used in Justice, uh, Young Justice. This is unrelated to that. Also, the <laughs> Batman design is used in what is it like? I I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but there's another DC animated movie that's about the formation of the Justice League, where that Batman design is used, but all of the other designs are totally different, and the characterizations are totally different. It's just like a yeah. different thing entirely. So it's kind of like a mishmash of all these different like animated stuff. Yeah, right. But a little not bit. canonically related to any of them. <laughs> yeah, and I can totally understand why that would be confusing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, that makes sense. And Superman's eyes, like he kind of has like this anime eye look to it. That yeah, totally. really threw me off <laughs> more so than the rest of them because it is yeah. like an anime esque thing. Like I'd say to a couple it's degrees like a hybrid, less than like but... Shira, but still. Yeah, yeah. You know, in that same kind of like hybrid blended area. But Superman, yeah. yes, is very uh Bishonen. <laughs> it's really distracting to me seeing him. It's like, oh, he's got such pretty eyes. And he's just like flying up into space to like, <laughs> what, like stop the yeah. sun from exploding. Yeah, right. There's that whole thing. <laughs> the, the final plot of the villain is pretty nuts and involves a lot of uh, space stuff in a yeah. strange way. But anyway, like, I'd say it's it's an okay movie. Like, I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much this time around as I did the first time. But it's still, mm-hmm. I'd say, worth your time, probably, maybe. I don't sure. know. Sure, you know. if if Definitely, if you're more familiar with the comic stuff, I think. Yeah. It'll be more worth your time. Like, if this is your first foray into this kind of stuff, it is 
definitely a little weird and hard to follow at times yeah right it's just kind of just like hey, you know these characters it's like what no i i have no idea who mirror master <laughs> is i don't know if star sapphire or why she's related to hell jordan yeah right whatever right. but <laughs> no, no exactly like and that makes total sense because again when i watched this it was after i had finished all of justice league and all of justice league unlimited yeah, so i had right. a pretty firm grasp on all this stuff at least to some extent so and i, I hate like, to be the guy i mean in this and, and, remix and, of different characters yeah when it's like i also hate being the guy who's like well i need you to tell me the origin story like you know like how every (laughs) superhero movie in like the 2000s had to have the origin story repeated again and again of whatever superhero yeah kind of but i think there's a difference between wanting to be told the origin story of a character like spider-man for the third time in a decade Mm -hmm. and being told the origin story of like captain marvel like yeah one is a character that is pretty damn familiar to a lot of audiences one is a character that is less familiar to people one requires more of an origin story than the other similarly there's a difference between knowing everything about batman who is a serious pop culture figure and knowing everything about green lantern who's significantly less of one yeah so you know i get it but um but yeah like this i would say that this is more of like an enfranchised dc fan thing than someone who like it's not a good entry point i think that's a really good point actually but it's still it's still fun though like yeah right it's not indecipherable it's just you miss out on some stuff i kind of it felt less to me like a movie than more of like a an extended episode of justice league and i mean that in terms of like the stakes like when I watch a cartoon or something and I see an episode, I'm like, well, OK, this is fun and the stakes are high in this particular episode. But I know everything's going to turn on it, right, because it's the cartoon, you know, and there's going to be a new episode next week. With a movie, you don't have that same expectation. It's like, oh, things should really go nuts with this. Mm. In terms of this movie, though, I, I didn't feel that. I felt like, oh, it's 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 like a TV show. It's just things are going to be fine. Like, it's not going to yeah. make any big changes. I, I can kind of understand that. I would argue yeah. that to an extent that's not accepting the suspension of disbelief as much as you kind of need to. But that's kind of an argument for another time, really. <laughs> well, it's just it seemed too safe to me, I guess. I don't know. It was good, though. I mean, it's still, like, worth a watch. Yeah, sure, sure. And I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not trying to shut down your opinion. It's just, no, sure. I, I do think that, well, it's a TV show, so everything's going to be all right in the end. Like, technically, yes, but that's true of pretty much all media, like, for the most part. It's, generally speaking, the heroes are going to win. You kind of need to suspend your disbelief to just accept that, you know... You can go along for the ride. Like, I mean, I feel like movies are more willing to defy that, though. And, you know, or or play with it more in in more thrilling ways. But, like, uh, television shows tend to be a little more safe. Mm. And uh, I don't know. In in this case, that's kind of how I felt. It's like, well, this feels more like a TV movie than it feels like a feature length, like, thrilling thing that's like really gonna take me on a roller coaster ride yeah yeah i can understand that that makes sense so next week we are going to be continuing batman beyond with the first half of season two
Yep. Uh, getting back to Batman Beyond, I you know we've watched a few episodes so far. Season two. Well, we'll talk about it. I I feel like it's off on a slightly shakier start than season one was, to be perfectly honest. But a uh, bit. who knows? Maybe maybe things will improve. It does uh, have it's more a longer ice season. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It has one hundred percent more iced tea. So uh, it's not a bad thing. No, not in any way. He's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, we'll talk about that next week. But until then, I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter E.B. And be sure to revisit us next Wednesday for more Batman Beyond.